Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, February seventh. It was on this date in 1964 that a British rock group you might have heard of, the Beatles, arrived in New York for their first American tour. On this date in 2005, one of those four, Paul McCartney, would perform during the Super Bowl halftime show, becoming the first act to play that gig after Janet Jackson's infamous wardrobe malfunction. Now let's check in with the Live Five First Alert Weather Center for your Tuesday forecast. And we're off to a chilly star here as we wake up on our Tuesday morning. Grab the coats out the door. You won't need them for too long. Upper 60s at noon will be around 70 degrees this afternoon. Dry tomorrow, 73, 75 Thursday. Small chance of rain. Best rain chance on Friday, and then cooling down as we start to dry out on Saturday. Highs go from 70s down into the low 50s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live Five News. Now let's get to your morning headlines. We're continuing to follow breaking news out of Charleston County, where deputies are on scene of a possible barricaded incident. Yeah, this is happening on Highway 165 near Highway 17 in the Ravenel area. Right now, Molly McBride is live at the scene. Molly,、uh, what are you seeing out there? Nick Aisha, as you said, I'm right off the intersection of the Savannah Highway and Highway 165. Charleston County deputies on scene of a possible barricaded incident. They said in a tweet they responded to a call related to domestic violence around 1:20 this morning. Again, on Highway 165 near the Savannah Highway intersection. Of course, we're working to find out more about what led up to this response, and we will keep you updated as soon as we learn more information. For Now they are diverting traffic off of Highway 165. So let's head over to Alishiva for a look at an alternative route. Alishiva. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Molly. So let's jump straight to where Molly is, right where that intersection is, Highway 165 near Highway 17. So if you're familiar, passing the Delmar Crossroads is where this is located. Now we've been given、uh, information to just go ahead and avoid this area and expect some road closures on Highway 165. So go ahead and take County Line Road as an alternative route, and then head on to Savannah Highway to get to your destination. That's going to be the best way. To get there and Davidson Road, so again, that's going to be the best alternative route to get you around. We'll keep you updated, of course, on this. But we do have a crash on I-26 headed eastbound near College Park Road. But we're seeing more cars out there. Drive times, though, haven't climbed too much. We'll be hearing a lot more about the 19 indictments and nearly 100 charges related to financial crimes Alec Murdoch is accused of committed oh committing over the years. Now the judge in Murdoch's murder trial has ruled testimony and evidence of those alleged crimes can be introduced to the jury. Murdoch is currently on trial for the murders of his wife Maggie and son Paul, who were shot and killed on the family's hunting property in June of 2021. Live Five's Katie Cameron joins us from the courthouse this morning. Katie, now that these alleged financial crimes can be introduced in the state's argument, what does that mean for the trial? Good morning, guys. It means the trial will be considerably longer than we once expected. We've already heard hours and hours of testimony. We've heard from more than two dozen witnesses, but the state has a witness list of more than 200 people on it. Now, of those 200 people, we expect a good chunk of them. 
to testify about those alleged financial crimes. And since all of that evidence, all of that testimony is now allowed to be included in the trial, we do expect potentially all 200 of those witnesses to actually take the stand. Now, those alleged financial crimes are what prosecutors say led Murdoch to kill his wife and son. The state argues Murdoch planned the murders to gain sympathy and buy time so he could cover up the millions of dollars he's accused of stealing from his law firm, clients, family and friends. In court the last few days, witnesses tied to the alleged financial crimes testified without the jury in the courtroom, but that will change going forward. We expect those same witnesses to testify again, this time in front of the jury. That'll include the son of Murdoch's housekeeper who died on their property. Murdoch is accused of stealing $4 million from them in a life insurance payout scam. We also will hear from Mark Tinsley again. He's the attorney for the family of Mallory Beach, who was killed in a boating accident when Murdoch's son was allegedly driving the boat. Tinsley testified yesterday without the jury present that he was told Murdoch was broke and might be able to cobble together a million dollars as a settlement to the Beach family. The state says that same week, Maggie and Paul were murdered. A hearing was scheduled requiring Murdoch to show all of his financial information. The Beach family stood on the causeway for eight days while their daughter's body was in the water. Um, I don't know that there's any amount of money that would somebody would willingly take to go through what they've gone through. Um, but, but if you were asking a lawyer who does civil work, uh, was I making a substantial demand in terms of a settlement? I think that most people would say yes. Yesterday, we also heard from Shelly Smith, who took care of Murdoch's mom and says she saw Murdoch the night of the murders when he came to the house and stayed between 15 and 20 minutes. Court is in recess until 930 this morning. We do expect to hear some witnesses and see some evidence involving those alleged financial crimes. Live in Colleton County, Katie Kamen, Live 5 News. The South Carolina Highway Patrol is investigating a crash that left one person dead in Berkeley County. That crash happened just after 5 last night on Farmington Road near Tomac Drive. That's about a mile east of Somerville. Troopers say a car was traveling east on Farmington Road when it crossed into the other lane and hit an SUV. The driver of the car died. They have not been identified at this time. Officials say the driver of the SUV and three passengers were taken to the hospital with what they're calling non-life-threatening injuries. Monk's Corner has named the police department's new police chief. Captain Steve Young will take over the role after serving as interim chief in the past. That decision comes after former chief David Brebham resigned in January for medical reasons. Town officials say choosing Young as his replacement avoids throwing out, quote, effort and input from the community since Mr. Young was so close to being selected and has a proven track record of leading the agency. Now, Young will be sworn in to take command of that department February 21st. A deputy who spent 25 years with the Georgetown County Sheriff's Office has died. Chief Deputy Michael Swartz began his career with the Sheriff's Office in 1992 and retired in 2017. Sheriff Carter Weaver said, quote, Mike will be remembered for his love of family, community, and this office. We need more Michaels in the arena of law enforcement today, he said. He will be greatly missed. 
South Carolina's new school superintendent is laying out her priorities for spending more than $800 million on K-12 education in the next state budget. Yeah, they include upping the teacher starting pay and rewarding teachers and bus drivers who stay on the job. Now, this budget request is Ellen Weaver's first as state superintendent as she oversees South Carolina's largest state agency. Among the highlights of her budget request, an increase in the statewide starting salary, for teachers from $40,000 up to $42,500, a retention bonus for every teacher and bus driver, allocating $150 million to continue school building improvements in poorer rural districts, $100 million to new innovation incentives such as bonuses to teachers who work in schools with high needs, and dollars to hire more school resource officers, something Governor Henry McMaster has already requested. I'm not here today to rehash the many challenges we face, but in talking to students, teachers, parents, and employers across this state, we know that the situation we face is urgent. Now, Weaver says she wants teacher starting salaries raised up to $50,000 by the end of her term in 2026. Now, budget writers will take requests from Weaver and other state agencies into consideration as they begin putting together the state's spending plan expected to be around $15 billion. Voters will decide who will fill the open school board seat for the Charleston County School District tonight. The special election comes nearly three months after the general election in November when Erica Coakley won the seat in District 6 encompassing a large part of West Ashley. Coakley declined to be sworn in and her seat was forfeited. Running in the special election is Lee Runyon, a former principal at West Ashley High School and the runner-up in the November general election. His opponent is Darren Lee Calhoun II, who is the current vice chair of the constituent school board for the West Ashley District and an employee at the College of Charleston. The pair have different top priorities. I think the first priority is to get involved in the superintendent search process. That's that's really the, the front burner item that needs to be addressed. One thing I really want to start knocking down um, is looking at our placements, for our, our discipline placements. Um, we have an issue right now with our Turner Point Academy and, um, and a couple of our other uh, disposition options that I would really want to see solved. Polls are open from 7 to 7. The Charleston County Elections Office says 81 people have already cast their votes through absentee and early voting. Celebrating birthdays today, country singer Garth Brooks is 61. Comedian Chris Rock is 58 and actor Ashton Kutcher is 45. Be sure to check in with Live 5 News on air and online for updates from the Alec Murdoch murder trial. You can watch the trial live on live5news.com the Live 5 News app, or on our streaming app, Live 5 Plus. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all, produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.